The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, City Hall. Afternoon, everybody. Uh, today I wanted to provide a, an update on the decisions that the city has made. Uh, before I get into that new information of the day, let me say a word about the City of Edmonton staff. Together, thousands of city staff are supporting one of two things. Our efforts to plan, communicate, and action the many necessary steps to address COVID-19 and our efforts to keep critical services running. Across the city, staff are working differently, sometimes doing different work, some doing their regular work in a different way to keep the city moving. I'm so proud of the employees stepping up to the challenge. To all city staff, thank you for your professionalism and your calm. There is one member of staff who is especially in my thoughts today because that employee has tested positive for the virus. I recognize this might cause uncertainty for many other staff and I want to be clear that we are responding calmly and effectively to it. Our priority is always health and safety, both for our employees and the broader public. First, let me reassure you that the person who tested positive is in self-isolation at home, as Alberta Health Services has directed. We care about our employees' well-being and will continue to be in contact with them throughout to provide support. I cannot tell you the name of the person or the specific work location because we must respect the employee's privacy. What I will say is the employee did not work in a downtown location where many staff are concentrated and is, in not, and it is not in frequent contact with the public nor did the employee work in a recreation centre, so this news is completely unrelated to the decision of the weekend on the weekend to close facilities. Second, all close colleagues and contacts identified through the Alberta Health Services active tracing have been contacted. If you are an employee and you have not been contacted by AHS, you are not at risk from this specific case. To those employees who have been contacted by AHS, we will support you and accommodate whatever testing and isolation requirements you need to protect your health. I can only imagine how stressful this situation is and know that we have your back. Our third area of focus is the facility where the employees worked. We have consulted with Alberta Health Services and there is no need for this facility to close. The employees workspace and all nearby areas have been thoroughly disinfected. This is our first case in the workplace, but public health reality is that there will be others. As colleagues, let's remember that, that we have a role to play in keeping our workplaces healthy. As Dr. Hinshaw has reminded us repeatedly, if you're sick, please stay home. I'd now like to speak to Edmontonians and let them know what the city has been doing. We recognize that other communities have declared a state of local emergency. That is one legislated option available to municipalities to respond to situations like this. I can't comment on the actions of other municipalities, but I can confirm we are monitoring them. There are other options and we have chosen to use those. They are just as effective as protecting the health and safety of Edmontonians and our staff. Edmonton has activated our public health emergency plan, which is part of our municipal emergency plan. 
We've established a task team and empowered them to make essential decisions we need. This approach is bringing together all the key decision makers and it is working well under the circumstances. That task team is chaired by David Aiken, who is here with me today, should we get uh, into questions that need more specifics. On Saturday, the city made the decisions to close all community rec facilities and attractions. The decision was made out of, of, of an abundance of caution and on the advice from public health officials. The closure will be in place until further notice. Full or prorated refunds will be given to those who have already registered for or started classes or programs that have been cancelled. Further information will be provided on how refunds will pro be processed and all annual memberships will be put on hold. We are following up with staff that have been involved in these closures and are working to ensure that they are not negatively affected. While our facilities are closed, many other public spaces remain open for Edmontonians to enjoy. City bylaw staff are ensuring they can do that safely. They will be following up with theatres, private gyms, community gathering facilities and private attractions to help them comply with the Alberta Health and Alberta Health Services guidelines for social distancing and numbers. I want to thank those businesses which have already removed tables, restricted space and created separate lineups for seniors and taken other steps to keep their customers safe. In terms of the advancement to a state of local emergency, we have uh, a number of indicators that we review um, and will be reviewing on a regular basis. And should those indicators start to uh, um, inform us that we need to take an additional step, we'll engage our emergency management, our emergency agency committee, which is council, uh, to potentially recommend those steps. But at this point in time, we feel with the steps we've taken, uh, we're managing it effectively. I'd now like to talk about transit. We recognize that transit is an essential service and that many Edmontonians completely rely on transit to move around our city. To maintain a safe and sustainable level of mobility and to also effectively use our resources given the reduced demand due to school, post-secondary closures and work from home provisions, all buses and LRT will now operate on a reduced service schedule. Starting Tuesday, which is tomorrow, we're adjusting transit schedules so that we can protect both the public and our staff. If you're a frequent transit user, we're moving to the Saturday schedule seven days a week. If you're an occasional transit user, keep checking takeets.com for online information about when and where to catch a ride. All school services routes are also cancelled. This change allows us to keep the buses on the road while also allowing us more time to make sure the buses are cleaner. We have introduced enhanced cleaning protocols so that every transit vehicle is properly disinfected. We have seen fewer transit users in the past few days and we believe it will allow for better social distancing for taking transit. The reduced service schedule will also allow us to better protect our transit operators. All buses remaining in schedule will have bus shields allowing more effective distancing for operators and for the customers. There is no change to DAT services at this time and we are continuing regular operations. As I said, these changes will help us ensure we safely deliver transit to Edmontonians 
and that we have enough healthy staff available to provide services across the city for a sustained period of time. If you need more information, we have information on our public website at edmonton.ca slash COVID-19. As Katrin mentioned, in these times, we're taking a different approach, approach to informing you, and this is a, a method to ensure that from a media perspective, we're maximizing our use of technology to be able to inform you and share with you information. And the mayor and I are available to answer any questions that you have at this time. Just, uh, we'll probably start with you, Adam, but could you lower the mic a little so that you can actually see your face? I can see your face. Uh, so we'll start probably with all the questions with you remember. Sounds good. Okay, that's fine. Adam, can you just talk about uh, transit? Have you guys crunched the numbers? You know, uh, how much has demand gone down? Um, and then just can you just expand on what, what's going to happen tomorrow, I guess? Sure. So in terms of what's um, happened with transit and what's going to happen tomorrow, um, and, and what are the indicators for these decisions? Um, I think we've seen approximately a 22% decrease in transit ridership uh, on the basis of... of um, the measures that folks are taking as it relates to following the guidelines from Alberta Health and Alberta Health Services, and, and that'll likely increase related to the disclosures. Um, so the steps that we're taking is actually tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, moving to our Saturday service uh, throughout the week. And so that's a way to better balance uh, user demands um, and, and the need for the, uh, the buses, the infrastructure, and also providing us an opportunity to, to really take the time to ensure that we're um, um, cleaning from an intensity perspective that reflects the situation that we're currently in. And so does that include the LRT as well? Or? Uh, the LRT actually a bit of a different approach in that um, to support the uh, social distancing, we're going to be adding in some cases a, a car uh, where previously we hadn't to provide maximum capacity for that social distancing. In terms of frequency, I think we're still evaluating the frequency of the LRT system, but um, that one's a little bit more definitive in terms of location and, and consistency. And if there are variations, again, we encourage you to, to follow our information on the website. The other thing that came up recently related to transit, uh, specifically LRT, um, we're moving to a, a system where when they get to stations, the doors will open automatically without the push button. So all doors. Uh, all doors, and I think we're, we're there, David, in terms of those doors opening. So uh, we've taken some steps to, um, again, minimize the, the, um, the location where hard surfaces could cause a contact issue. What about plastics? Would riders still need to push the button for to request a stop and also um, I'd, I'd look to David to help with that. I, I do believe the bus operators are opening the bus doors in terms of transfers. I think we're still working through that, actually. Um, we're um, with the closure of the rec facilities. There is a there is a gap in terms of the ability to buy passes, and so we're we're currently working through the mechanism in terms of transfers and the, the ability to, to use uh, the the tickets and the systems that we have. So going to the Saturday service are. Means reduced staff, or are people just going to be asked to stay home, or how are staffing? How is staffing going to be handled? So the question was, uh, in terms of going to a Saturday service, uh, what's going to happen with the staffing? Something that we're evaluating at this point in time. Uh, I don't have a definitive response to that. 
Um, I think, and not to be alarmist, but I think the fact that we have a case with a City of Edmonton employee and all the public health indicators are, are pointing to this, that we could see other impacts and we want to make sure we're prepared for that. This is a way to help us prepare for that in terms of staffing complements. At this time, we don't know what that's going to look like, uh, but we'll continue to work with our employees and the unions to let them know how we're going to manage that. On staff, those employees who question is uh, for staff that have uh, uh, been impacted by closures or reduction in service what are the steps that we're taking um, so we are um, um, as much as possible looking at uh, adjustments in terms of staffing levels to reallocate potentially to other business areas if, if their skill set uh, provides that. Uh, if not, uh, uh, we've put them off um, or we've asked them not to come into work. It's a, a leave with pay scenario at this time uh, and on the basis of revisiting the timing on whether the transit system services increase or the rec facilities or tractions opens, we would revisit. Um, so we're continuing to monitor um, the impacts on those service levels or closures, but at this point in time, our staff are home uh, or are off uh, with with pay, and will evaluate. Is that the same for those staff who might need to take care of children now that so the question is, is that the same for staff uh, that would have to look after children with uh, the closures of the school? Um, a little bit different in that uh, what we've identified for our staff that uh, we would provide five days, uh, non-consecutive five days, for them to work out uh, childcare arrangements uh, to, um, to, uh, to figure out how to make that work. I think one thing we're doing uh, and encouraging for all of our staff, if their situation uh, permits it, we encourage them to work from home. So if your job permits you the ability to work from home, we're actively encouraging our employees to do that. Uh, it's something that we need to make sure that we do to still maintain the key services that we have. Um, but those are some mechanisms that help with that. And some will say that it's difficult to work from home with your children in the house. Uh, and we're respectful of that and allow folks to figure out if they can find uh, some alternate arrangements. So we're trying to be as flexible as we can. This is a really dynamic situation and, and um, you know, we, uh, we respond uh, uh, accordingly. Adam, can you talk about the, the bylaw? So are our bylaw uh, staff going to be mentioned just kind of policing, I guess, the capacity issues? And how, how will that work? So the question is, uh, are, what are bylaw staff going to be doing? Are they policing? And the answer is they're not going to be policing necessarily, but I think they're going to be monitoring and encouraging. And what we're seeing, and I mentioned this in my notes, um, uh, what we're seeing from the business community is, is really good, that there's, a, there's an element of self-regulation that's happening with those businesses, that they're following the advice from Alberta Health and uh, Alberta Health Services by restricting numbers by accommodates, accommodating a specific time for seniors by um, uh, removing tables uh, to, to maximize the opportunity for social distancing. So at this point, it's a bit of 
monitoring uh, and thanking the, the business community for taking those steps to follow Alberta Health Services. But I did mention that uh, if there is an indication that uh, we're seeing something different, um, it's one of those indicators that may push us into a conversation with the Emergency Advisory Committee, which is Council, about potentially pursuing other measures like a, a state of local emergency. So with the state of local emergency, are there any plans right now to institute more sweeping capacity bans? Like we've uh, just heard in the States, they're limiting it to now 50. And, you know, respecting you don't want to supersede the advice from the medical officer of health. Who makes that call and, you know, can you take us through that thought process? So I, I, the question is, um, is there thinking to do um, a, a further reduction on, on some of the uh, parameters that Alberta Health or Alberta Health Services has provided. I think, I think our approach to this, and I mentioned this before, is to be proactively prepared but responsive to the advice from Alberta Health and Alberta Health Services. So, I feel like the steps that we've taken uh, have been that that under the guidance and advice from Alberta Health and Alberta Health Services, we've been a pro we've been prepared proactively to take the necessary steps. So I don't see that at this point in time, but certainly we're in close contact with Alberta Health Services. And should one of those indicators uh, push us in a direction where we need to do something different, we'll, we'll exercise those uh, uh, municipal authorities. What would declaring a local So the question is, what would the uh, state of local emergency allow the municipality to do? It would give us uh, different powers. Um, and so it could, uh, like in Calgary, provide us the opportunity to uh, uh, command a, a reduction in capacity in certain facilities. Uh, one of the indicators that we have uh, identified is if we're starting to see uh, a significant issue with um, available resources or pricing that um, puts uh, uh, folks in a difficult situation to be able to gain those resources. Those are examples where we can pr uh, implement that state of local emergency and then uh, assume some powers around capacity and facilities, price control, uh, ensuring that the appropriate resources are making into the community and are, are being um, allocated appropriately. Well, I, I, I can't really comment on the degree that we would go, but it would just give us some powers to ensure that we're approaching this from a, from a control perspective in, in the current situation that we're in. If I could add one more, um, in close contact with the provincial government, uh, I think folks are aware they've activated their provincial operations centre. Uh, we have some of our emergency operations folks that will be in that provincial operations centre to be able to provide a good connectivity to the city of Edmonton. And, and that helps us be able to be proactive in terms of whatever sort of response we have. So in addition to the um, public health emergency plan out of our municipal emergency plan. We've also got our emergency operations center staff uh, right in the provincial operations center to be able to provide a seamless connection in terms of communication. Sorry, one more quick question. For the one employee who tested positive, what was the circle? How many had to, within the, the circle, I guess, had to self-isolate? Uh, the, the question is, for the one employee, how many were uh, included in that? And I can't disclose that. I can just say that uh, work closely with Alberta Health Services to follow the act of tracing, which is 
employees and, and personal uh, and steps were taken and our thoughts are with that employee and we wish them full recovery and when they're when they have recovered we'll welcome them back uh, arms wide open. Oh, sorry. Yes, in terms of the employee and the case, uh, the case is confirmed that it was travel-related. Was it a business travel? Uh, actually, that I don't believe it was, but uh, I don't know that for sure. So the question is, why aren't we taking the state of local emergency step uh, like Calgary did? And again, I can't comment on, on Calgary's decision. What I can tell you is that um, with our COVID task team, uh, with our proactive steps to uh, close rec facilities, with the steps that we've been taking with our staff uh, to minimize our, our impact to being able to provide the key services to Edmontonians, with our activation of our public health emergency plan, uh, we feel those steps have been appropriate. That coupled with the response that we're seeing from the community, in particular the business community, uh, folks are following the advice from Alberta Health Services. So we feel like in, in the Edmonton way, people are responding accordingly. They're calm, they're compassionate, and they're supportive. And, and so uh, I think if we see uh, any indicators that put us in a situation where we're not seeing that, we would then take the next step. As I mentioned, uh, so the question is, how can you monitor? We have uh, bylaw staff that are that are out there doing uh, monitoring, and not from an enforcement way, but from a, an encouragement way. And then we have uh, with our task team, um, they're meeting. Uh, Three times a day, they're updating the executive leadership team and, and uh, appropriate folks regularly. And we're making decisions uh, by the minute, by the hour, that we feel are the best for Edmontonians. Thank you. Right, you've been listening to a news conference. Uh, the city of Edmonton started off with Mayor Don Iveson and interim city manager Adam Laughlin. Um, he was providing an update on the city's response to COVID-19. Um, some of those things, you know, saying that, you know, looking at other cities and um, they're declaring state of emergency. Edmonton not at that point right now. They believe that uh, their other options that they have chosen are just as effective and um, you know things like closing the rec centers all of that sort of thing and and uh, they're they're happy with that. Um, they say they have indicators, if need be, that they can go to state of emergency, but not just yet. The big the big announcement there is changes to transit. 